Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is June the 28th, 2007. Last night I was on the topic of how this agenda, which is planned so far ahead that generations literally don't realize that they're living through a business plan, a huge, incredible business plan that goes back down through the ages, contains the present and contains the future. The major events in their lives to do with wars, cold wars, hot wars, psychological wars, economic wars, gender wars, all the other revolutions that happen in their lifetimes are actually planned round tables, discussed by elderly people, accompanied by younger psychopaths who want to get up the ladder. The younger ones must then put to lesser think tanks and make it be, as they say, bring it into action. After all, God spoke and all the worlds, in other words, the reality, was formed. The up-and-coming young guys, uh, the psychopaths, know how to please their masters. It's up to them to figure out ways to implement the agendas, yet they have given unlimited budgets, resources, information to make it so. Archived information is so important in all of this because archives are really libraries of formulas. The ancient Greek philosophers wrote that you can make people do anything if you've made them do it before in previous times or generations. Whatever's been done in the past, in other words, can be brought to happen again and introduced into the culture and made a norm. The public adapt quickly to new normals without questioning them. They think we're just stumbling down through time haphazardly and things are evolving. That's what they're taught. This, is, this myth is reinforced by their education and the media and all the propagandic magazines they read ancient archives are inaccessible to the general public yet I've had professors call me to confirm what I already knew they confirmed to me that Maybe one out of sixty or, or even more are ever given the chance to enter a true archive. And even then, I'm sure there are many levels of archived information because the archives contain the formulas, the sequences in how to reintroduce an idea or a cultural change from one accepted cultural norm to another. That is why the culture industry leads the charge. If they needed um, a very well-behaved, formal type society with very set rules, they'd give you the culture of Little House on the Prairie or Leave it to Beaver and give you lots of teenager type programs to emulate because people emulate what they see from fashion to lingo language to the neologisms that are introduced to them to the very accents which they adopt when they listen to programs and ongoing propagandic cultural spearheads like Degrassi High 
they adopt even the accent of the actors never mind the dress or the behaviour Plato and others talked about it because they knew it was such a powerful powerful tool this also encompasses religion tremendously so historical figures and mythological figures who are brought forward to base religions upon always say the same things because those at the top understand the sciences of peaceable social settings and systems therefore the mythological or real historical people who repeat the same things for different ages must always say the same things and they must say things which people relate to it must appeal to them yet the mass groupings of society people being gregarious on the whole tend to want formalized ritual which they can all participate in at the same time because the masses are all one much the same as the elite in a sense are all one and one can't survive without the other the problem has always been for those in between who are a minority who see beyond the exoteric who go beyond the mass propaganda and who have no need for mass, mass formula and a ritual or dogma for those who have wisdom the path is always going to be pretty lonely in a world of mass mindedness which seems hell bent on ultimate unification in some form or another be it real or virtual on last night's talk I read from the register an article by Mark Bard who you'll notice reports the way reporters are supposed to report and few do he tells or or gives out a declaration in a sense without a spin or a lean to the negative nor the positive you'll find that most reporters today simply get handouts by the big scientific groups and do a rah-rah cheering type cheerleader story from those who create this wonderful utopia we're, we're rushing into but Mark puts it on the line because we are supposed to do the thinking for ourselves and he leaves it that way now Brzezinski would said himself that the time was coming and this was years ago where the average person would be unable to do their own reasoning they would expect the media to do it for them and that's precisely what I'm talking about if you look through any supposed science magazine who all get funded by the big tanks at the top they just pass on generally unchanged the propaganda that's, hap- that's handed down to them and they do a ra-ra-ra cheer-cheer-cheer for the next step of the scientific horror that's enslaving us and will take us to a form of oblivion it's all carefully crafted and put together to the mass man who's been trained and wants to believe too that the people above him are somehow superior and more naturally altruistic than he himself is he gives his power to the beast so to speak because only a naive fool 
could possibly think that those who run an inhumane system could possibly be altruistic for the people's own good. They come out the same wombs as everybody else, although their genetic mix might, might have more of the psychopathic traits than others. They do lust for power, which they agree upon. They have no problem admitting that to their own. They believe it's the natural rights of might to rule the world like all predators, and they joke about it and discuss it amongst themselves as being a natural order. Eventually, these same people, and like all puny humans, put out propaganda to have themselves worshipped as gods and deities in all ages, end up going along the same format. They can't help but bring catastrophe upon themselves and others because ego has no compassion. Ego is ruthless. And yet ego, no matter how crafty it thinks it is, ego is also blind. That's why they go such incredible lengths to try and predict everything that's going to happen and plan it all and make sure it is pulled off step by step. That's one of the symptoms of those psychopaths with the control freak mentality. They have to have control and power. Everything must be predictable. So they go to no ends to try and ensure that all information outlets are controlled. And that's where we're heading today. Quickly. Because they cannot have any opposition. Everyone's mind is supposed to be conquered by them. Gods tend to get very impatient with little nuisances like me. Those who have gone into my site can listen to Kennedy's speech before he was assassinated where he talked about secret societies and the need to abolish them. And he was talking also about their penetration and actually how they were riddled throughout the world of politics and business and commerce. Within these secret societies, he didn't simply mean those ones which we know of, it certainly included the noble orders of higher knighthood, etc. But it also meant the ones which at that time were fairly unknown to the public. They were seen but not seen like the Council on Foreign Relations, a society which is just a member of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, the main globalist society, that tries to recruit all peoples in positions of control over others, and that is left-wing and right-wing, up-and-down parties, whichever they want to be. They make sure their leaders are invited to join. You can't apply for joining. You'll find the higher beliefs of the high predators as I've said many times, are so close, if not the identical to the Brahmins of India. The whole theory of evolution came from there. It was taken straight from there, in fact. The caste system of India goes back to a superior people who conquered India Some call them the Aryan or Aryan people in old Aramaic and in biblical descriptions they call them Hurrians 
It's the same sort of thing derived from Aryan, a dialectical change. But the Aryans we know believed that they had their power of intellect and ruthlessness and might because they inbred within themselves and they had a noble or again always they have a royal level of it and India has always been a big player in the mysteries going back to Mark Bard's article in the Telegraph or the Register the main character supposedly at least the one that's given to the public that's spearheading this great leap forward into a virtual reality a matrix which the military industrial complex has obviously been working on for a long long time and it's obviously completed too because whenever they discuss something to the public it's old stuff they always tell us they're working on something when they've had it years ago ready to go I always make a a big deal about some of the names they present to the public which are never without forethought and what I was thinking about this particular character who is supposedly in charge of one segment at least of this new virtual reality they're creating remember this is a, a military operation a simulation where each one of us with our personality profiles, our habits, our routines, likes, dislikes, and so on, are constantly to be put into a, a virtual reality state called nodes. Each one of us will be a node, our doppelganger, our double inside this virtual reality will be called a node. And this is already here. Now the trick is to get us to go from where we are, step by step, into the, the, the other reality, the artificial programmed one, in such a way that we will be unaware of a change. You would understand how devious and incredibly brilliant at the same time, a brilliancy born of deviousness and deviancy, this actually all is because if they can get everyone chipped especially the brain chip and this is what it's all to be get geared towards is brain chipping it might not necessarily have to go into the brain they could simply do it by attaching it to anywhere where there's a, a neuron and it will basically send messages through your nervous system to the brain and and back again to the central computers. Once that happens, and I'm sure it will be promoted as the the great saviour, the the thing which will stop you worrying about the tension in life, better than Valium. It will be promoted through all the major talk shows. The youngsters are already being trained to want it, and they do want it because all their superheroes have these chips and are part cyborg once you slip into that thinking I can come in and out of this little fantasy when I wish that's when it's all over because you won't you won't even know that you've come out in fact you'll think you're staying out when you're already in it the real you will be lost in transition so quickly in the blink of an eye you see you will be transformed not only could you be transformed once that's happened they can make you look the same or differently how is that for a spin 
on the old the business plan of revelations, the revealing, huh? not the prophecy, but the revealing. And everyone thinks it's for them. There are two ways to look at everything, and two sides at least, plus the third side of those who control, who control both sides, always. Since part of their agenda has always been to eliminate all conflict, all disharmony, and also the disharmony between male and female, they could make you hermaphroditic in this other virtual world. And even then, in another blink of an eye, make you think it's normal. The ability to program people has always been here through propaganda and scientific techniques and religious techniques. Now it's going into the next phase of using the sciences themselves to intervene, and I've always said this, between the organs of perception and your mind which analyzes the, the data and breaks it down into your, your logical conclusions. Once your perceptions have been altered, you will come to what you think is a logical conclusion according to the data that's been altered. You won't know it has been altered. Back to the article in the register, the man who has been touted to the public is called Chaturvedi, one word. And one of the listeners wrote in to me, because he looked it up in Wikipedia. And it's funny, again, synchronicities, because I was breaking it down myself. And this fellow wrote in and said, for your information, Chaturvedi is really on the square. On the square is true, because all the higher real builders of society are always four squares, as they say. And Chaturvedi, broken down, again, Chatur is similar to the Latin for Kata, at the Kater Coronati Lodge which is the research lodge for masonry. It means four, and Vedi is from the Vedas. In the Wikipedia, this is one who is proficient not only in the Vedic branch into which he was born, but in all four Vedas. The word Chaturvedi comes from the words Chatur, meaning four, and Vedi, meaning one who has learned the Vedas. Becoming a Chaturvedi was considered a significant achievement, which carried with it an elevated social status. Status is very important in the social system of India. Legend holds that it takes 16 human lives for a soul to master the four Vedas. And you see how it all ties together, because 16 is 1 in 6, which is 7, which is harmony in the Kabbalah. The Vedas are the holy books of unlimited knowledge in India. If one masters all the Vedas in a single human life, this superhuman achievement earns one the title of Chaturvedi. It's also an Indian family name as well. A Brahmin family name indicating that the title bears forefathers were proficient in all of the four Vedas including the Vedic branch one is born into. This was considered a significant achievement and an elevated social status. Legend has it that it takes 16 human lives. It's a repetition, that part. The Chaturvedis are also known as Mathur Chaturvedis, people who belong to Mathura are known as Mathura K. Chubi, 
amongst the Matura Ketubis, there is one classification as Mite, which is sweet, and another as Kadwe, which is bitter. Again, the opposites, you see. Mithi Chube belongs to the group of people who negotiated peace with the Muslim invaders and left their colonies and chose to settle down somewhere else. Kadwe Chubis belong to the group who did not negotiate with the Muslim rulers and chose to stay back and fight for their homeland by engaging in guerrilla warfare with invaders and they are therefore called Kadwe, which are bitter. Matur Chaturvedis still have their roots in Mathura and they are all bound together by the Mathur Chaturvedi Mahasabha and usually they have get-togethers that comprise of Chaturvedis living in a particular city Chaturvedi Sabhas meetings of Kanpur and other cities of UP are famous for the large number of gatherings annual Mathur Chaturvedi Mahasabha a very large gathering is held every year in Mumbai and prominent Chaturvedis Chaturvedis from all over India and other personalities are invited to the meetings and that's from Wikipedia so it's no coincidence that this particular character is given charge of creating another reality for you to walk into not that you remember much or even the transition once it happens we'll all be happy docile batteries like the movie The Matrix living a fictitious life never never even knowing the transition happened because your whole personality profile, habits, traits, routines have all been fed into computers to duplicate you getting back to the topic of the mass man see the mass man in a sense are one the mass of the elite in a sense are one one cannot survive without the other because the general mass in all ages will adapt to any culture given them by an elite in fact they'll fight to keep that culture even when it's changed from their parents culture they don't notice the transition and the methods of indoctrinating them are so perfect it takes a thinker the real minority in fact consists of thinkers who are not bought off or taken over by the elite to work for them and there's very few of those left it takes the thinker to think through the matrix up until now the techniques of control as I say are, are being pretty well perfected especially since the advent of the television and generations that have grown up weaned on television babysat by the television it's been their kindergarten it's been it's been their substitute parents it's given them their opinions carefully crafted which they adopt thinking they are their own opinions and a media that stares you in the eye every night with people you've seen for years and years and years that obviously could never lie to you without blinking in the book called The Impact of Science on Society by Lord Bertrand Russell a man who was called a philosopher king a title going back to ancient Egypt and then to Pythagoras who was trained in Egypt to take out to the rest of the world the philosopher king was also the fisher king the 
fisher of men the one who looked into the vast waters of society and looked for those who were alive the swimming fish those who were swimming not with the current but against the current who then took them under his wing who pulled them from the waters and gave them the indoctrination Bertrand Russell said this in the book The Impact of Science on Society Many people would sooner die than think In fact, they do Now he's right, he's talking from the beliefs of the elite and, and the data they collected, they had this data for thousands of years because they trained generations after generations what to believe and think and when you do that to people and indoctrinate them they can't think for themselves so he's quite right when they say many people would sooner die than think in fact they do it's because his own kind had made it so they gave us the systems long ago and updated it to suit themselves when required He goes on to say, I think the subject which will be of most importance politically is mass psychology. Its importance has been enormously increased by the growth of modern methods of propaganda. Of these, the most influential is what is called education. Religion plays a part, though a diminishing one. The press, the cinema, and the radio play an increasing part. It may be hoped that in time anybody will be able to persuade anybody of anything if he can catch the patient young and is provided by the state with money and equipment that latter part again it may be hoped that in time anybody will be able to persuade anybody of anything if you can catch the patient young and is provided by the state with money and equipment. Although this science will be diligently studied, it will be rigidly confined to the governing class. The populace will not be allowed to know how its convictions were generated. When the technique has been perfected, every government that has been in charge of education for a generation will be able to control its subjects securely without the need of armies or policemen that was written in 1953 this Bertrand Russell was no happy dreamer he was a man in position of power within Britain a man chosen by the powerful because he came from a long lineage of high aristocracy who'd always been involved in the affairs of England since the Norman invasion he was a man who was given permission to set up experiment or experimentary schools which went into mixed classes which encouraged promiscuity before puberty everything you hear about today was tested out before 1920 by permission of the establishment those who run over the government of Britain and other countries when people like Russell published their works professorial works too to the Ivy League schools and universities you can take what they say to the bank because they mean what they say and they have the power like Huxley and privilege positions 
the, the ability to to make it so. That's what their their particular role is: is to make it so, to make it happen. They work in the biggest think tanks on the planet, and they do this for themselves and their own. And it's all to do with controlling everyone else. The unfit, the commoners, the junk genes, as they now term everyone else. Those who haven't had special breeding and special matched genealogies. If you marry from hormonal urges, haphazardly you're called a commoner. If you're matched by very high priesthoods to retain certain qualities, you are an aristocrat and a noble person, according to themselves. In another book put out by Russell, called The Scientific Outlook, written as far back as 1931. He has this to say. Now this this kind of writing for the, the Bertrand Russell Society that did recruit lots of people from the Ivy League universities to work for this agenda, all hoping they would be part of a future elite it was taken, this stuff was taken seriously and still is. This is still the same agenda. This is what he said from that book. Scientific societies are as yet in their infancy. It is to be expected that advances in physiology and psychology will give governments much more control over individual mentality than they now have even in totalitarian countries. Fitchie laid it down that education should aim at destroying free will so that after pupils have left school they shall be incapable throughout the rest of their lives of thinking or acting otherwise than as their schoolmasters would have wished. For the heart of thinking, I'll repeat that. Scientific societies are as yet in their infancy. It is to be expected that advances in physiology and psychology will give governments much more control over individual mentality than they now have even in totalitarian countries. Fitchie laid it down that education should aim at destroying free will so that after pupils have left school they shall be incapable throughout the rest of their lives of thinking or acting otherwise than as their schoolmasters would have wished. Diet, injections and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable and any serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. Listen again. Diet. Injections. Injections. What have they gone after? All of the food. They've altered all of the food. Injections. Huh? You thought polio and all that was to prevent polio? These injections they give you? Mumps, rubella, whooping cough, etc. Really. We see the effects all around us as the IQ plummeted. Diet, injections, think, 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 injections, and injunctions will combine from a very early age, very early age, to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable and any serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. 
are you beginning to understand why I get that stare that, that when the eyes turn off, you know, glazed, when you start telling them what's happening? Are you beginning to see why? It's not that they just don't want to understand. You see, most cannot. They've been put out of action. Gradually, by selective breeding, selective breeding, the congenital differences between rulers and ruled will increase until they become almost different species. <laughs> Again, for the harder thinking, I'll repeat it slowly. Gradually, by selective breeding. Now remember, the guy who's telling you was a product of selective breeding. As are all the, the old, old nobilities. He goes on, the congenital differences between rulers and ruled will increase until they become almost different species. A revolt of the plebs would be become as unthinkable as an organized insurrection of sheep against the practice of eating mutton. And that was also actually from the impact of science on society. 1953 This is from the Scientific Outlook 1931 In like manner the scientific rulers will provide one kind of education for ordinary men and women and another for those who are to become holders of scientific power that's what he means about the, the technocrats that you, you, Brzezinski went on about because these guys are all in the same big club at the top technocrats would have the scientific power ordinary men and women will be expected to be docile industrious, punctual thoughtless and contented hmm? do you know anyone who is like that ordinary men and women will be expected to be docile Docile, industrious, punctual, thoughtless, and contented. Of these qualities, probably contentment will be considered the most important. In order to produce it, all the researches of psychoanalysis, behaviorism, and biochemistry will be brought into play. All the boys and girls will er learn from an early age to be what is called cooperative. That is, this is the definition of his version of cooperative, to do exactly what everybody is doing. Co-op, cooperative. To do exactly what everybody is doing. Sameness. Initiative will be discouraged in these children and insubordination without being punished will be scientifically trained out of them. Once again, once again, boys and girls, let's get out our stupor here. In like manner, the scientific rulers will provide one kind of education for ordinary men and women, and another for those who are to become holders of scientific power. Now that's why the, the, the foundations set up the different schemes and grants and bursaries at universities scholarships were the way to go all the scholarships were to recruit into the fold of technocrats obedient higher but yet still indoctrinated people that we control the rest there are actually layers of us you see layers of society and technocracy and cooperative is to do exactly what everybody is doing 
sameness, 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 all saying the same thing, doing the same thing, having the same opinions, all from television and media and magazines and experts, because they have no thoughts of their own. Initiative will be discouraged in these children, and insubordination without being punished will be scientifically trained out of them. Groupthink has been used in schools, you see, for years. The reason it was is because Russell was the guy who came up with it all a long time ago and experimented on them. He, Huxley, and many others, using different techniques, and a lot of medical personnel too, and those involved in the creation of particular organisms that affect your physiology. The Charles Galton Darwins, who suggested that we change the hormonal streams of male and female. It's all been done. He goes on to say, except for one matter of loyalty to the world state, the world state, loyalty to the world state, and to their own order, members of the governing class will be encouraged to be adventurous and full of initiative. And that's what you find in the higher bureaucracies. They're encouraged to be adventurous and to use their initiative. But not so the rest of the public. They have to have no initiative, no thoughts of their own. On those rare occasions when a boy or girl who has passed the age at which it is usual to determine social status shows such marked ability as to seem the intellectual equal of the rulers, a difficult situation will arise requiring serious consideration. If the youth is content to abandon his previous associates and to throw in his lot wholeheartedly with the rulers, he may, after suitable tests, be promoted. But if he shows any regrettable solidarity with his previous associates, the rulers will reluctantly conclude that there is nothing to be done with him except to send him to the lethal chamber before his ill-disciplined intelligence has had time to spread revolt. Now think about that. You're looking at military strategy here from a group who have been at war with you and your parents and their grandparents and all those before you down through history. Always at war with you. They give you a chessboard, they put you on it, you're born into it, you don't know you're on it, you don't know there's a game being played because your parents didn't know they couldn't warn you. So repeat that. On those rare occasions when a boy or girl who has passed the age at which it is usual to determine social status shows such marked ability as to seem the intellectual equal of the rulers, a difficult situation will arise requiring serious consideration. If the youth is content to abandon his previous associates, and to throw in his lot wholeheartedly with the rulers. He may, after suitable tests, be promoted. But if he shows any regrettable solidarity with his previous associates, the rulers will reluctantly conclude that there is nothing to be done with him except send him to the lethal chamber before his ill-disciplined intelligence has had time to spread revolt. This will be a painful duty to the rulers, but I think they will not shrink from performing it. Now, he knows that because he'd already been doing it down through history. From Bertrand Russell, The Scientific Outlook, 1931. And everything that he's talked about is here now. Quiet, but... Obvious if you want to open an eye and see.
but it's all here. And going into the next step quickly. Now, on my website, you can go into Aldo Huxley's speech given at Berkeley, where he talks about the dominant minority and using a 19th century elitist accent because of the groups he related with and interacted with, very old families in an odd, peculiar accent because classes must always differentiate themselves by affective behavior and posture and speech movement and so on deportment in a sense to show they're so different and superior but he went on to say the exact same thing as Russell says the reason is because they both worked in the same think tanks on behalf of uh, their own kind these dinosaurs from a long time ago no, not, it's not serpent people this is a figure, to, a figure of speech on my part Huxley talked about the dominant minority always having been there and he saw no reason why it shouldn't always be there. He saw no reason why a scientifically run society could not last forever. It would have no fear of revolt because it would be scientifically in control of everyone and everyone, everyone's mind. That's the key to everything. Here's what Russell said going back to the impact of science on society. I think the evils that have grown up in Soviet Russia will exist in a greater or lesser degree wherever there is a scientific government which is securely established and is not dependent upon popular support. It is, imp it is possible nowadays for a government to be very much more oppressive than any government could be before there was scientific technique same thing same term scientific technique you're talking about control of the mind same thing as Huxley propaganda makes persuasion easier for the government public ownership of halls and paper make counter propaganda more difficult and the effectiveness of modern armaments makes popular uprisings or risings impossible no revolution can succeed in a modern country unless it has the support of at least a considerable section of the armed forces. But the armed forces can be kept loyal by be being given a higher standard of life than that of the average worker, and this is made easier by every step in the degradation of ordinary labour, meaning high unemployment and low wages. Thus the very evils of the system help to give it stability. Apart from external pressure, there is no reason why such a regime, the scientific regime, should not last for a very long time. So you can get that particular, these particular books and go through them for yourselves if you care to do so for those who can still think and who have a natural ability for self-preservation because what they're talking about in these books is the annihilation of self-preservation through scientific techniques and inoculations and by altering the food and obviously the water too. Now Russell had tremendous followings of ordinary people who'd been through World War Two. World War Two used so much propaganda on all sides that those who came out of it, even on the lower spectrums, were looking for something to control 
the world to stop it happening again. So they turned to people like Russell, who could say a lot of the right things in such a way of doublespeak. It all depended on what fence side you were listening from. Because for the elite, he was speaking one thing, and for the people who followed, who was saying another. That's a technique of how they disclose substance to those who understand. And now we have a virtual reality funded by the taxpayers of the entire planet, have been for a long time, with a combination of the big players, the big NASA and all the rest of it, and the NSA, and all the great, what you think are independent international corporations that lead the scientific community, all working together, because they're all one, really. They couldn't afford an independent corporation leading a scientific field and dishing out knowledge and advanced equipment to the public in any shape or form. That's why they're all one at the top, and that's why the big elitists of each country have pushed their own form of international cooperation out in front as leaders. They're actually CIA, MI6, Mossad, etc., controlled, all big one big company at the top. That's how you control things. Control means control. And absolute control means absolute control. No free players on the board. They've all been working towards making our chains. By using our labor and our our tax. Our tax is just a tax. A tax on labor. You tax yourself when you work hard. That was called taxing your body. And literally we have been taxing ourselves, mind and body, to pay for all of this. Because we all believe in this fiction of money. They can take it back from us and hire other people who believe in the fiction of money to bring their projects into fruition and solid substance. They've worked on this alternate reality for a long, long time. Now the trick is to guide you step by step, but mainly for the children who are already being programmed with an upgraded scientific technique into wanting the change. And they'll never know they've gone through the change. Initially, it'll be like waking up, as you always do wake up as you, until everyone has their chip. And then the big switch is pulled and you won't know you won't know anymore just like the Matrix movie what is real and what is not and given further time they will then do something which was done in an allegorical form because they do love allegories in the movie called Dark City where they can program you to be anyone for a day or half a day and you won't remember that you were someone else before a whole new personality because we are a source of energy it's our energy that brings the world of these nightmarish dreamers into existence As above, so below, they say. Therefore, the horror in their minds of their hell, because up in space, there's no down or east or west. So below is the same as above. They will bring their hell of their nightmare into physical reality. And guess what? We're almost through the first half of the show. The battle now is for those who are indignant 
who still have the capacity of indignancy to try and make the right of thought, individual thought, supreme. When thought goes and your right to do so and your ability to think goes, it's game over. And unfortunately, I'm here to tell you, for many people, that's already happened. The game is over. Nothing would make them indignant unless they they personally were deprived of something in their routine. This is the battle for the mind, which is everything. It's your link to everything. Without the mind, you are a machine. For those who still have a mind, it's time now to decide if it's so precious that you must hold on to it or is it too much of a burden with all the worry that's induced in this artificial system of inhumanity to let go and believe you me if enough stress is piled up in the lives of people they will gladly hand it over The choice really is up to everyone who understands this. When you tell people and you see the blank stare come across their face, move on till you find someone who comes alive when you can impart information that makes all the pieces fall into place for them. because this is not a war to save just those we love personally that we've met and know it's a war for everyone you haven't met yet but yet could it's a war for all the people out there who have the ability to think and to act and to have compassion and empathy people who when they do get together find an excitement and communication of ideas not the reiteration of the download they have on television or from magazines or popular topics from Hamish and myself it's good night And may your God or your gods go with you. About Goldilocks and the three bears Nature in the crosshairs About how we all ascended from the deep green sea When it's not too hot, not too cold Not too meek, not too bold When it's just right, we have sunlight Then we're home Finally home Home in the land of the homeless Finally
mystery of whispers, a shadow of a horse, faces painted black in sorrow and remorse. White cloud, black crow, crucifix and arrow. The oldest silence speaks the loudest under the deep green sea. When speech becomes a crime, silence leads the spirit over the bridge of time. Over the bridge of time I'm walking with my family And the road begins to climb And it's Oh, Lord How we gonna pray The crazy angel voices All night Till it's a new day Peaceful as a Cinnamon pie. She fell asleep in a washing machine. 